Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello. Hello. Easy breezy. You've got the skylights open up here tonight. It's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. Summer breeze. No sirens as of yet. <laughs> Dogs barking, babies yeah, crying. Yeah, I wonder screams. how long before the police helicopter <laughs> yeah. starts circling. Um, tell you what was embarrassing. Uh, Bella, the babysitter, was here tonight. So you had a nice chat with her. Yeah, it was nice to meet her. I'd never met her before. And then as she was leaving, she shouted to you, it was nice to meet you. <laughs> you too, Bella. Despite the fact that I've known her for a long time. It was really embarrassing. I'm it so was, embarrassed yeah, for you. It wasn't good, was it? Mm. Um, I dropped Jean off at school last Wednesday. Guess what they had? What? So it was World Hispanic Day. No, oh, nice. Is that a thing? No, I've never heard of it. But it doesn't seem like a thing, does it? Yeah. What if it's school Hispanic day? Yeah. And they had a mariachi band <gasps> in the playground playing for the kids and teachers. That is amazing. I love a mariachi band. Me too. It oh. was just a joy. Um, wow. Yeah, I stayed and listened to it. Didn't dance, but I maybe nodded a little uh, rhythmically. That's I think with, showing my appreciation without dancing is a skill that I've got. I yes. appreciate the music that I dance. Yes, I, I feel it's something I've perfected over the years of working in radio and live bands coming in and like looking like I'm enjoying it, but not moving my body particularly. Yes, because there's an intimacy, isn't there? Mm. Because if you're used to going to concerts, you, you've probably got a certain freedom of your body because everybody's moving. If you have some experience of maybe being one-on-one while somebody's playing guitar and singing a song... That's, if you then started dancing to that, you would look like a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. You would unnerve them. Very much so, yeah. But you don't look like you're disinterested. No. No. You've got to look like you're enjoying it, but without moving your body. Uh, your body? Yeah. Is that what you call your body? I've, I've forgotten that's a private moving joke my body. Me and Tom. <laughs> All our bodies are baddies. <laughs> oh, um, I embarrassed myself there. Yeah. I'll tell you where they never really cracked that mm. was on the Andrew Marr show. That used to be on a Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. So he's obviously a cultured man Mm. and he would often get a musical artist in the studio and to see him and say, I don't know, George Osborne, Paddy Ashdown and Jane Moore from the Sun newspaper having to sit there and enjoy music performance was never comfortable. Never comfortable. Um, 
but the mariachi band, yeah, it, it was it was great. They did some mariachi classics. They did the Mexican hat dance, which I always enjoy. Lovely. And they did tequila, which I thought was a bold choice for a primary school. <laughs> it's unusual, yeah. Yeah. Um, being the prude that I am, I got Gene and his best friend to shout out Ribena every time they shouted oh, good tequila. Swap. Excellent Thank swap. Thank you. Really, that whole anecdote was just leading to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a bit brilliant. of a boast. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, the other thing that has happened just yesterday, sports day. Oh, okay. Oh. How did it go for you? Well, obviously, uh, Sports Day is, isn't is easy for me because I carry a lot of trauma mm-hmm. from my own childhood. Yeah. You know what I do? I've told you about this. I'm sure I must have mentioned this in previous years. <laughs> this is quite dark. Mm. I shoot a lot of video footage and then edit it all together in such a way that it looks like sports day went great and it was a really fun thing for gene do you do do that for him every year for him to watch now or for him to watch as an asshole so what i'm I'm trying to like reverse engineer is um it's a bit black mirror isn't it (laughs) it really is because my experience of sports day is so negative and i I think part of my relationship with exercise which is that i don't have one is is because of Uh... trauma from school sports day so really you're thinking of his future health by doing this. That's what I'm yeah, trying yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. Trying to okay. like make it a po- positive memory. This is very Black Mirror. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I've also mentioned they they do a parents race. Right. It's so hard. Is because- it parents any like can is there a mum's race and a dad's race or is it just like a parents race no, there's a mum's race and a dad's oh, okay, race okay. yeah yeah, so, yeah and some of those dads are taking it really seriously do they turn up in like really good trainers they yes go faster yeah. there was one guy sarah was talking to him and i was eavesdropping there was one guy who said yeah i only came fourth last year so i really wanted to uh try and beat that this year <laughs> <laughs> trying to beat his pb yeah wow and it is like loads of it's not like there are only five dads running there's loads of them. Are there? And do you know who isn't one of them? Me. And well, we could all guess that. And it's it's hard because Jean has me on a pedestal. Now, I don't deserve to be on a pedestal, but I think kids do that, don't they? Mm-hmm. And he's, he's discovering that I've got feet of clay, flat feet of clay that aren't very good at running. So he, he's always saying to me, Dad, go on, you can do it. You can do it. Just try your best. Just have fun. Yeah, that's what it's all about. It's just that they're having fun, isn't it? Which is what I say to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he has some of my issues when it comes Mm. to a certain type of physical ability. Mm. And um, it's then difficult to say, no, no, you you have your fun. It's all about (laughs) fun for you, but it's, it's not for me. The damage, is too, the damage is too, the damage is too, it's already done. It's too deeply embedded. I can never be fixed. Mm. If I understood that maybe there was some fun to be had here when I was a kid. Maybe I wouldn't be like this. Mm-mm. And I don't want you to turn out like me. But it's difficult to explain that to a, what's he, recently turned seven-year-old. Um, I wish, wish they'd let some people do it in deep-sea diving costumes or rhinoceros costumes like the marathon. I could be the fun dad who did it in a novelty <laughs> costume. 
Jeff, you can be the fun dad in novelty costume. You would just be the only one. Is this a problem? Yes, I think it would be okay. because okay. I don't. I don't want him to be mocked on my account. School is hard. Mm-hmm. People get teased about stuff. I don't want to be one of the things he gets teased about. No, I don't know. And I think if I entered that race, oh. I would become one of those things. Oh, no. Oh, your no. dad is so slow. Oh. Your dad is a pathetic man. You don't. You just don't have to enter. I'm sure not all dads enter. Lots do, though. It was just me and a load of mums cheering. <laughs> <laughs> out of ten, how much did you consider... Like faking a video, like for the f- for future Dean, <laughs> where you where you win it every year. Oh, that would be great. Maybe mm. I could um, CGI my own face onto chariots of fire or something like that. Oh, I did. Uh, I did volunteer to walk the kids from the school, not on my own, like <laughs> Moses, uh, to to the park where they held the sports day. Oh, okay. So it was as one of that uh, contingent. There you go, do yeah. a bit. Yeah. I, d- I don't really know what I'm doing, though. <laughs> well, what are you doing? This is what I don't understand. Are you leading so that, them? No. Or, or at the back of them? No. You're to the side of them? Yeah, but there's lots of people to the side. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're, we're, we're not forming a human chain. Right, right. There's not that many people and then walking along like lobsters. <laughs> but also, there are so many people... I'm denied of the opportunity. There are people in high vis to stand across the road. Oh, that's the best bit. Yeah, I yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, car. Get to do, get to do the arm thing. We've spoken about <laughs> yeah, that before. Yeah. Like you can stop it with your yeah, arms. Yeah. Like any car is thinking, oh, I was going to plow into those children, <laughs> but there's someone there with their arms out. In high vis. But there were so many volunteers that I, I didn't get to do that oh. this time. So I ended up just like walking alongside children and then. You'll be unsurprised to hear that my small talk with small children is as bad as it is with large adults. Really? I thought it'd be better. Well, maybe it's slightly better because yeah, the yeah. standards are lower. Yeah. <laughs> but I just get terrified that I'm going to say something weird and then he's going to get, Gina's oh, going to get mocked for that. No. Your dad said something weird to me. Oh, no. Your dad's weird. <laughs> so I just ask lots of questions with numbers. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Right, right. Okay, good tip. You got any brothers or sisters? Yeah, two. Oh, older or younger. How old are they? What are they like doing? Your dad was asking a lot of personal questions. <laughs> Weird ones. What number do you live at? <laughs> God, oh, no, no. Weird. <laughs> now, Annabelle, before we uh, move on to our inbox, mm. let's have a little chat about our inbox. Yeah, can we? Yeah. Now, you are unconcerned. Mm about the stories from drifters. They seem to trickle in just fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Just fine. I always want to have a very full cupboard of them. Because we enjoy them and the best part of the podcast. And the best bit of my week is reading them. So I'm more than happy if, if you would like to send some stories, please do. Don't hold back. No. And occasionally we will hear from people and they'll say, oh, it's just the ones on the podcast are so good, mine won't be good. It just will. It will. If you've got a story that is of a piece with the ones you hear, we would just love to hear it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But... but that that's not the uh, that's not the problem because there is a problem, isn't there? I want to moan a bit about the quandaries. Like, oh, you know, I've got some. Like, you know, we're fine this week, fine next week, maybe the week after. That's not good enough. Sorry, I'm sorry to be blunt about this, but we do need some more. So, 
I think we do need to look at ourselves. Have we run that feature into the ground? Oh, are you saying that we don't get good responses? <laughs> no. Great responses to like that. The, or, or to put a positive spin on it. Have, have we already like solved oh. some variation on a theme of most quandaries that people have? Well, this is possible. I hadn't thought of that. But anyway, that's that's an issue. We need We need more quandaries, right? It'd be very nice to have some more. Thank you very much. And if we don't get any more, we'll take it away from you. And then we'll do mug chat instead. Oh, I want to do mug chat so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So unless you start sending in quandaries, <laughs> it's the return of mug chat. Yeah. Not a new idea. No, no, no. We won't be thinking up a new idea. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> Mug chat. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that, that, let's see where that gets us. And to some extent, is this true of podications as well? I need more podications, please. I'm relaxed if there isn't a podication. Yeah, though. that's fine. That's fine. You're right. Me too. Me yeah, too. Quandary Corner leaves us with a hole. Yeah, yeah, Podication, yeah. That, is, that is just for you if you want one. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's fine. That's fine. So there okay. we go. Right. Um, but the email address is hello at adriftpodcast.com. I will give the, give you that again after we have heard this week's stories from, uh, from the Drifters. And the first one is Matthew Viscount of Bristol. The more I follow your adequate ramblings and the Drifter stories, the more I get the mistaken feeling that, hey, maybe I'm not so bad a Drifter after all. <laughs> maybe that label is misleading. Then I fumble and realise that, no, I'm definitely on the Drifter spectrum. So here I was yesterday, feeling confident, waltzing through the airport to catch a flight for work when I need to pop in the toilet. I get distracted by one of the airport staff with a funny haircut, a multicoloured Mohican. It's empty and I get in the toilet cubicle, do my business, glued to my phone of course. Then I hear female voices chatting very close outside the cubicle. Hmm. I look around me to see a sanitary bin next to the toilet. Uh Uh-oh, suddenly I'm not so sure I walked in the male toilet. Did that airport staff person give me a funny look but didn't say anything? This is England after all. I have a sinking feeling. I'm not the manliest bloke out there, but with my beard, there would be no doubt. Here is a man who had invaded the women's toilets. How could they even think or believe I picked the wrong door despite the very clear signs on the door? How do I escape? If not a drifter, I would maybe front it, admit a silly mistake and apologise. Out of the question. The female voices stopped talking, but of course they could still be a single person there washing their hands. Anyone could walk in at any point, a whole group of ladies drunk on a hen trip. <laughs> Can I miss that important work flight and stay locked until midnight? Hmm, well that would be much more suspicious. I just make a run for it, wash my hands double speed, glimpse a lady, but she is facing away and I made a quick escape with the humbling realisation that, yes, I am drifting through life. Poor Matthew. I think I would handle that. I mean, of course I wouldn't, but you know, when people are in like some kind of hostage situation, say, okay, I'm coming out now. I'm coming out. <laughs> I've made a mistake. I've made a mistake. Look away. I am not a pervert <laughs> lurking. This is an innocent mistake, and I am going to slowly leave the toilet. If you would like me to wait before I do that, please speak now. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to count backwards from five and then I'm going to unbolt the cubicle door and take my mail frame elsewhere. This was an oh. error. Everything I, I love about that, apart from the word pervert, don't don't even refer to that because there's nothing more terrifying than someone, even, you know, even in the context of how you were saying it, I didn't want to hear the word pervert from a man in the ladies' toilets. No, you probably not. I just, I just, I just trying to think, like, do perverts 
Like, do they go around saying I'm not a pervert to reassure people? I think, like, as no. soon as the word pervert is in your mouth. That's all, that's all, but that's all they're hearing. Yeah. Pervert yeah. man, pervert man, yeah. dirty yeah. toilet. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to Anon. I'm driving along a main road. I'm in the US and at a spot where it would be easy to assume there would be a four-way stop sign, but I have right of way. A car is waiting at the junction and assumes it's a four-way stop and starts slowly moving out. Meanwhile, I keep slowly moving forward too. Next, the best way I can can describe what unfolds is slow motion road rage. We lock eyes and he keeps shaking his head. So I start (laughs) laughing because getting annoyed is pointless. No one's getting hurt when we're moving so slowly. Our eyes continue to be locked. There's a decent amount of traffic. So this manoeuvre is happening so slowly. He keeps shaking his head and I keep laughing. It goes on for so long that something strange comes over me and I poke my tongue out. Why did I do that? I'm in my 30s poking my tongue out at a grown man while we are driving at 10 (laughs) miles per hour. Thank goodness my tongue move happened towards the end of his turn and I finally looked away to avoid seeing his reaction. I drove away so confused by what just happened. I am still confused. I do like the idea of any stories where you're sort of stuck in lockstep with somebody you've had a weird interaction with. Yes, 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 yes. Love that. And lastly, this is from Robert. Like most drifters, I've developed a myriad of ways to stay out of the limelight and avoid drawing attention to myself. But there are times when this is unavoidable. Recently, my wife and I made the decision that two children was enough and I made the referral for a vasectomy. Not only was I unable to avoid the focus being on me, but it was going to be on a part of my body that society has taught us not to draw attention to. The day finally came after months of panicking and I made my way to the clinic. Whilst I was waiting for my turn, the previous patient was in the cubicle next to me, cubicle next to me, and gave me the advice to just keep talking to the nurse to keep your mind off of it. Great advice for most. For a drifter such as myself, this only added to my anxiety. In the end, the nurse was lovely and we had a lovely conversation while the doctor did what he does. Thinking I could avoid any drifter moments, I began to relax. The problem came when the doctor started to work on the second side. I very noticeably could feel that the anaesthetic was not working. I imagine that for most non-drifters, this would be a very simple problem. Tell the doctor and he will stop and give you more anaesthetic. Not me, though. I couldn't say anything. I just went quiet and gritted my teeth while he cut away. Pre-COVID, the nurse would probably have spotted my agony quite quickly. But because I was wearing a face mask, mask, it took an agonising amount of time for her to see my pain, which is probably less than a minute in reality. The nurse informed the doctor and he stopped. Both of them clarified it was the cutting I could feel and not the tugging I should be feeling. Once I convinced them, they topped me up and the doctor got back to it. Problem survived. Or not, as it turned out. Again, I could feel him cutting. And again, I was too uncomfortable to tell the man who was was performing a vasectomy on me that I could feel every cut. Oh, God. About 30 seconds later, the nurse noticed and stopped the procedure Ah. again. Cue more questioning if I was feeling cutting or tugging. There are some parts of your body you can easily tell the difference. And this was one of them. After a couple more top-ups, I was suitably numb and the doctor finished up. I can only hope that I never need another medical procedure in my life, knowing that I'm too much of a drifter to tell the person cutting bits off of me 
that it oh hurts. Oh my god, that is the worst thing I've ever heard. Been hyperbolic. <laughs> I've heard some terrible things. It's but... pretty bad. Oh, okay. Well, that email address hello at adriftpodcast.com. <laughs> What is in Annabelle's Love Shack substack this week? Oh, okay. I'm just going to give you the headline, the title and nothing more. A helium balloon horse once tried to seduce me. Come on, who's not wanting to read that? I'm logging straight onto your log on to a substack. <laughs> log on. Uh, like, uh. You log on, yeah. <laughs> Annabelleport.substack.com. Yeah. Are there any colons? No, that's it. Okay. Bit weird, quite normal if you just want to search for it. Yeah. All right, so that's happening on Annabelle's Substack. Mm-hmm. But do you have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult? I do. I want to give you a, fascinate, a fascinating... A give us a fa- fascinating I want, one. No, I don't want to give you a fascinating Is it about your baddie? No. <laughs> really wish I'd never said that. You like Stanley Unwin. Oh, who's that? It was... Um, I feel like he was from another era, from maybe our parents' era. Mm. He was an old man who talked in gobbledygook. Oh, God, that is me. Oh. <laughs> like slightly mangled thing. words, but not even malapropisms, like his own language, really. Could I be the modern-day female Stanley Unwin? Well, let's see. Okay. Come back next week. Okay. I'm probably old enough now. He was probably <laughs> only like nearly 50, wasn't he? Yeah. He seemed old. Do you know um, Old Steptoe was only 50 oh, in the first series of Steptoe and Son? Don't want to hear it. So I'm the same age as Old Steptoe. Don't want, that's just too depressing. Yeah. I want to give you a fascinating insight into the life of the non-drifter. That non-drifter being my partner, Tom. And I'm going to compare and contrast with me. So... We went out with friends on a Saturday afternoon. All was nice. The next morning, many hours later, Tom casually mentioned to me that around the start of the meetup, he'd asked one of his friends if she was pregnant as he'd caught a glimpse of a rounded tummy and she was not pregnant. Here's what is fascinating to me, that Tom didn't even tell me about this until the next day. What? For over 12 hours, I had no idea this happened. And he was so unfazed by this humiliating faux pas, he didn't mention it the moment we left or even that night. Did he sleep? If it happened to me, if I'd asked a non-pregnant person if they were expecting, this is what would have happened. You know those bin ba- those big bags you can buy? They're like clear plastic bags and you can put duvets in them or towels or oh, winter yes, clothes. Yes, and there's yes, a hole yes. where you insert the nozzle of a hoover and it sucks all the air out until it yes. gets smaller and smaller yes. and smaller and wrinkles up into a small misshapen bag. Yes. That's what would have mentally happened to my entire body. <laughs> then I would have called an urgent private summit meeting with Tom about this terrible incident, somehow got him alone so I could urgently relay what had happened. I would possibly, depending on my victim's reaction, found a way to leave early. And if I hadn't been able to tell Tom straight away, it would have been the first thing I would have said the very moment our car door slammed shut. And yet with Tom, we were together for the whole evening and night. He didn't mention it. He went to bed that night and slept, slept peacefully all night. I'd be wanting to talk about it from the moment I woke up, ideally, and also for several times I was awake in the night, all night I'd want to talk about it. He didn't even mention it until breakfast. My first question to him was, did you sleep last night? He seemed confused by this and said, yeah. <laughs> Are you not mortified? I asked him. He said, well, yeah, it was embarrassing, but we had a good laugh about it. 
Of course what? you did. She was laughing it off. What? Here's when I'd risk asking if someone was pregnant. If they were giving birth in front of me when the baby's head was crowning. No, you know what? Maybe too soon. I wouldn't risk it until the baby was actually out. And the worst of all of this, like, you know, why should it matter? What is wrong with having a tummy rounded enough that there might be a tiny fetus in there? And when you think about it, nothing at all. So really, this is society's fault. But also Tom's for saying something anyway. Like she's a good friend. She would have told him if she was pregnant enough to be visibly pregnant. I don't think he'll do it again, though. Actually, he probably will. (laughs) Probably will. He's remarkable. Isn't he? Yes. Isn't he? Should we be learning from him or should we fear him? I think we should. Is that a cautionary tale or not? I just don't know. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Apologise if you can hear me breathing weirdly. Right, I've got some stuff going on. Oh, right, nothing, nothing, nothing. Yeah, just this lingering thing. It's nothing serious. But um, I heard myself on something the other day, and I sounded like a phone pest. Oh God! And I don't like that. (laughs) Nobody likes that. No, no, nobody. Um, The thing I heard myself on was our little trailer episode for the new podcast that Sarah and I are doing. Oh, yes. Exciting. Can you tell us any more about that? I can. So we did the Succession podcast Mm -hmm. and it it, it went well. I think it's fair to say. Yep. And then lots of people saying, I I like hearing the two of you. Mm -hmm. Whereas I sometimes feel like if we go out for dinner with another couple, like as soon as they leave and get on the bus or in the taxi, they're like... Oh, yeah, I think it's a bit much sometimes. <laughs> okay. But you're putting that thought, that incorrect thought to one side. But I th- And I think that's, to some extent, I think that's what listening to us on a podcast is a bit like. Oh, no, because it's edited. <laughs> um, anyway, so, so people are saying, look, you, you, should do, you should do something else. And... Um, Sarah got really enthusiastic and she, there are a number number of people involved in her career who are saying, look, you guys have got to carry on doing something. And I just, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know, really. I like talking about succession, but I've never really wanted to like talk about another TV show in that kind of depth. And the same, but you could just do, you could just do, you know, there are any number of things and there are all these suggestions banded around. And, and one of them, ended up being the thing that we're going to do. But I just poo-pooed it. I was like, no, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't want to do this. Here's, here's why it's a bad idea. And then <laughs> Jesse Armstrong, the creator of Succession, <laughs> suggested to me we did the exact same thing that I poo-pooed. Oh. And suddenly, <laughs> because this genius is suggesting yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, maybe it's not such Ooh. a bad idea. So, so what it's going to be is 
what do I ask you every week? What, what question do I ask you every week? What are you watching? What are you watching? Yeah. So we're all asking each other what yeah, we're yeah. watching. And people will tell you what they're watching, but here's, here's the problem I find. Mm. A lot of people are watching rubbish mm, mm. and they think you should watch rubbish as well. Mm. Well, as anybody who, who's listened to this podcast and its predecessors over time, I, I have excellent taste. <laughs> I won't put up with rubbish. Mm. So it's it's going to be the podcast that, that s- says what we're watching. So you're looking for something to watch. The good, It's going to be the good stuff. Mm, good, yeah. I think. And... Uh, it's it's going to be called so the Succession podcast was called Fire Crotch and Normcore, which is a little joke from Succession. So it is called Fire Crotch and Normcore, meaning me and Sarah. Mm. They like to watch. Lovely, love it. Which is what I used to say on the old radio show when the film critic would come in. Chris Hewitt, do you remember? Oh, I used to go. Here he is. It's Chris Hewitt. He likes to watch. I'd totally forgotten that. Well, I'd forgotten it, and Sarah said, "Oh, we should steal that and do it for the podcast." Uh, so, so that's 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 what that is. Nice. And we did a little trailer episode this week, and my breathing on it. I mean, I, mm. I, I hope I've edited most of it out, but it's 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 a concern. It really is. Well, I that's think, reason alone to listen to it. <laughs> if I heard another podcaster breathing like I was breathing, mm. I'd, I'd maybe um, call an ambulance. <laughs> What would be more unpleasant to hear your breathing or hearing someone eating? Or was Sarah eating on it? No, I've, <laughs> she does like to eat. She does. It should be called she likes to eat. <laughs> I don't understand it. I mean, I do, it's because I'm a pro. Eat, just mm. not into the microphone. No, no, no. We could take a little pause, <laughs> chew what you're going to chew, and then we'll carry on. <laughs> It's not yeah. that hard, is it? But I didn't. I yeah. It maybe doesn't occur to her that it might not be nice to. Hear no, it. but we've done a few things together at this point, and if it didn't occur to her, I like to think that maybe there should be some something now that go. But anyway, but to clarify, she doesn't eat during this trailer. No, no, good, no, no. I don't think so. You, you're just breathing. Her. No. So the trailer is it's it's 15 minutes of us saying what we're going to be doing. Okay. And then it's um about 40 minutes of a conversation with Jesse Armstrong. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. At the Orwell Festival, recorded mm. live in front of an audience. So that's uh, that's that's just come out yesterday. Okay, brilliant. And on when you're hearing this. And um and and we did uh we did a photo shoot for the new podcast because mm. the current artwork is very successionary and we need to move away from that. Mm. Um, and the ph- photographer wanted to do lots of outdoor stuff, which meant having my photo taken in our neighbourhood, Oh, which is humiliating. I don't know if people know what I do for a living. I don't think they do. They probably a, a, thought, I seem like a man who doesn't do anything, really. They probably thought you were having one of those engagement shoots. Well, this, this is what I can say. Have you ever seen a photo shoot... In the street, mm. in a residential street yeah. or a local street that looked like it was for something more than semi-professional. No. You see, you see cameras and those big umbrella things and lights thing. what's going on there then? And then you take one look mm. and you think, oh, it's some kind of like mail order groom catalogue. <laughs> it's somebody <laughs> having a vanity shot. <laughs> like it never, ever <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is, is like... The, the real thing. It's never somebody doing a Coca-Cola advert, mm, mm. Um, which is a very different. Like, as soon as it's a, a proper advert, it just looks very different. And my memory of that is when we worked at the radio station, there was this one time they decided to do a huge advertising campaign. And what's more, 
I was going to star in one of the adverts, mm. TV adverts. Yeah. And it's quite incredible because they had three trucks and endless set dressers and assistants to make the reception of the radio station look like it usually does. And the the maybe have I talked about the, have I talked about these adverts? Don't think so. No, <sighs> not if not for not a while, for a long time. Not that I remember. So. Okay, I'm trying to think like where to start with it. I mean, it was. So I get into it. It's yeah. going to be boring for people. Yeah, yeah. So it was when Virgin Radio, uh, as was, changed to being called Absolute Radio, and they needed to let people know about that because. Your favourite radio station has gone, or maybe your third favourite, or one that you put on from time to time, mm. um, and it's got a different name. You, you don't automatically think, oh, it's the same thing. So they need to spend all this money telling people, and one of the ways in which they decided they were going to do this was TV adverts. And, um, and, and we had a meeting where they excitedly alluded to the fact that they had signed up a top, hip, East London Shoreditch advertising agency to work on an advertising campaign and they had secured the services of a Hollywood star. Mm. Thinking, who is this going to be? And who it ended up being was Jordan Prentice. I don't know if you've ever seen the film In Bruges. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't mean to... Uh, I'm, I'm not disparaging his career at all, but I think always undersell. When you say, we've... Yes. we've procured a Hollywood star and then it turns out to be somebody you kind of know from one or two films Mm -mm. it's it's a little yeah 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 anticlimactic Mm -hmm. but he he, he was very I never saw the film in Bruges I've only ever heard really good things about it but he was in that and if you can't place him um, he is a little person Mm -hmm. and they had cast him in a series of adverts where he was to play the security guard at the radio station. But he was a security guard who was very passionate about music and he saw it as part of his job to defend the radio station not only from intruders, but also from bad music. That was the concept. Mm. And uh, if if, uh, the music didn't meet his liking, he would get very angry. If he was enjoying the music which would be invariably as the adverts would end because they wanted to show that radio station played good music, he would say, oh, that's good, that's real good, and he would do a dance. Mm. Now, I want to address um, what I believe to be a, a slightly dark element of this. Yeah, I don't think, I could be wrong, I don't think they had the idea for some adverts with uh, a, a, an, um, a sort of an, an overly enthusiastic music-loving security guard, then began a casting process, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it just yep. so happened yep, yep, yep. that uh, a little person auditioned, and they thought he's great for the job. Yeah, yeah. I can't help but wonder yeah, yeah, yeah. that there was something a bit dark going on on there in some somebody. Maybe not. Maybe there were people innocent, but somebody in that creative process mm. within that advertising agency thought, "Oh, wouldn't it be funny having a little person dancing?" Feels very dated. Doesn't it, it does. Very. And this, this was only this by was, about 30, 40 yes, years. This was only like, I mean, two thousand and eight. Yeah, yeah. uh, um, mm. So, so, so that was that was the general concept of the adverts. And in my particular commercial spot, mm. 
I had to enter the reception area mm. with a, a record bag over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then he inspected the contents to make sure that the music I was to play on my show that day met with his approval. <laughs> right. Now, I was shown what they call a storyboard of this. Mm-hmm. And they were so excited to show it to me. And I genuinely, the, the people I worked with, I thought were great. And I, I just think they'd been sold a bad idea. Mm. So they showed me this storyboard and I could instantly see flaws with it. Mm. Here's the first floor. Mm. The commercial opens on the reception door of Absolute Radio. In walks DJ Jeff Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Now... It's nice for my mum to see me, but nobody knows who I am. Right. So you put that on in the middle of Coronation Street, Mm. and that isn't superstar DJ Jeff Lloyd walking into a radio station like it would be if it was uh, uh, Terry Wogan or Nicky Grimshaw. Right, right. It's a man. Yeah. It's a man who looks like he shouldn't be in an advert. (laughs) So it's like, why have they put this funny looking man on TV? Is this like one of those Dove commercial things where they're trying (laughs) to show that people come in different shapes and sizes and degrees of attractiveness? Hmm. So I, I feel that that was the fundamental flaw. Mm. Even if it was one of their famous DJs, like Frank Skinner did a show there. Yeah, yeah. Frank Skinner, great. Yeah, we get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Me? Mm. Who's this? So that that was that was the, the first flaw. Mm. There was no explaining who I was, that I was a DJ. Oh, right. Because, like, yeah, I mean, there, there wasn't any kind of, like, caption saying no. DJ. <laughs> and, 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 you know, nor was it scripted. He didn't, he didn't get to say, oh, hi, Drive Time DJ uh, Jeff Lloyd, uh, ready for your show today. It was just the record bag, really. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, and I, I'm, I'm a big fan of show don't tell and don't have too much exposition and yeah, treat yeah. the audience as if they're yeah, smart. Yeah, yeah. I just think this wasn't the, the greatest iteration of that. Quick question. How often were... <laughs> How often were you turning up to work with a record bag of the songs you were going well, to there play? There were no that record day? players no, in, in for, the building for a star, and it, <laughs> like it worked that way. That you brought your own music. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's a yes, small point. Yeah, Carry on. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's, that's people still miss under labour under the misapprehension that most radio DJs have any say whatsoever at all in the music that yeah, they get to play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe that was the point of it. So, okay, fair enough. Yes, yeah. Um, so, so, so there was that, and. Anyway, I'm not an actor. I'm funny looking. All all this stuff. But what I remember is like going back to how expensive actual photo shoots and advertising shoots look. Every time I walked through the door, there was somebody at the ready with windoline and a chamois leather to get my handprints completely off the door. So it was someone's job. Wow. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I remember, I think I have talked about this before, is I'm not an actor. In fact, I am a bad actor. I don't mean that when you talk about people in the grand scheme of things, the people who act in bad faith. He was a bad actor. I mean, I can't act. Okay. I'm very wooden. Beyond wooden. Okay. And I'm I'm with this guy who, all right, we've established he's not the Hollywood A-lister I was hoping for, but he has had a film career. So while we're standing around waiting for somebody to polish the door... I say to him, Jordan, can I can I just ask, like, if if there's any way that I could be saying these lines better, or there's something that you think I should do differently? I'm not an actor, you know. You're the professional there. You know, just let just let me know. I'm not pressured at all. I just you know want to be as good as I can, and I don't know what I'm doing. He looks at me like I've just insulted insulted him terribly, and he says, "I'm not going to do that for you." Really? Says, that's that's not my job to tell you how to read a line. 
uh, you know, you've got your process, I got mine. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Really? Yeah. He wouldn't be like, oh, like here's what I would do. No. Wow. And then he started rummaging through my record. Back. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't even remember how we got onto a photo shoot for the mm. new podcast. Mm. Anyway, uh, that is going to be called "They Like to Watch," and the first episode will drop, as they say, mm. I think week twenty-eight. Hmm? Do you know they, they, week numbers? They don't say that. No, they don't say that. What? Week like 28 it? of the year? You think people are counting the weeks of the year? I love using week numbers. Do you you know? don't know what week number it is this week. Well, you do. It's 27. But... <laughs> it's 26. <laughs> no, 26. Yeah, 26. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no yeah. one does that. People don't use week numbers anymore. Oh, I love a week number. I don't know. I don't think so. Really? You Tell me the truth. Do you ever know what week number it is? Yeah, and if I don't, there's a website I go on. Oh, shut up. Yeah, there is. Okay, like can a week I, number website. Why do, why do you know? It's just nice to know. I get a sense of things. Oh, I'm going to be going away in week 31. You know, that... Okay. No. I'm going to start doing it, see if it's it feels good. Okay. It really does feel so good. week 26. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Um, anyways, so, so yeah, this <laughs> is, I think, week 28. Okay. Week commencing 10th of July. Okay. And then it's just going to be on. But listen, if you listen to Adrift, I, I do feel you probably have enough of me and you don't need to be listening to another podcast with me on it. And... Don't tell Sarah, but I'd, I'd rather you just stuck with this one. <laughs> I would. Don't, don't whatever you do, defect. You can listen to oh, both. No. Yeah. Don't leave me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still here. Yeah. Don't leave me. This is the OG. Yeah, yeah. This You're is my OG. first, yeah. my last, my everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I know I'm talking about podcasts with my wife, which slightly complicates <laughs> it, but I think we all, all know where my loyalties lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We do, we do. Love down last forever, <laughs> friendship never ends. Exactly, they said it best. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's called They Like to Watch, out week 28. Cursed quandary corner, then Annabelle. Yeah, this might be the the penultimate week. <laughs> will, you, will we just hear a, a breeze like tumbleweed? Yeah. And then the mug chat jingle. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder yeah. where that is. Oh yeah, pr- we probably lost it. So maybe not that. <laughs> we could have a new mug chat j- <laughs> yeah, jingle yeah. competition. Oh yeah. We'll do some get them to do remixes. Mm. Okay, quandary corner though. Yes, yes. Not the first one. Yes. From... Yeah. What do you think I want? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> The second one, <laughs> it's from Michelle Cheeseman. We moved into our house in the summer of 2021. It's a cute 1950s American suburban neighbourhood where everyone keeps to themselves. This is just the way we like it. Our direct neighbours on both sides are old enough to be our parents and have each lived in the neighbourhood for over a decade. One even grew up here. We exchange social pleasantries now and then, but usually nothing more than, hi, how are you? Good, how are you? It's perfect for a home of drifters. On to the quandary. Every now and then, due to a holiday, our bin pickup is delayed by a day. The town typically communicates this via social media posts, so us millennials always know. However, we don't know if our neighbours know as they don't use social media. Our quandary is, do we knock on our neighbours' doors to tell them pickup is delayed? What if they somehow knew already and we're bothering them? Or do we keep this useful information to ourselves and risk them missing the bin pickup? 
We are not close with them by any means and have never knocked on their doors for anything close to this point. Please help settle this conundrum. Oh, I mean, this does feel like a neighbourly thing to do, doesn't it? Mm, but you don't want to be doing the knocking on the doors because you don't mm. want that moment and go, them going, yeah, we know. Could you not like, get a little flag system going so that um, you raise a, flag, <laughs> raise a flag on the weeks where you've seen on social media that the bin pickup is going to be late? <laughs> also, how is it really disadvantaging them to just have the bins sat out there for a day? Oh, because they're doing it... Because they're coming tomorrow anyway. Yeah. What's the big problem? I, yeah, I suppose the problem is more if there comes if a day early and then you're missing it. Yeah, that's not happening though, is it? It's too late, right. yeah. It's not, a, it's not, you're right, it's not a huge... No. I suppose it's them being a bit confused and maybe they're taking them back in again. That, that That's a potential. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was wondering if you couldn't, to avoid the interaction part, it seems like this is quite sporadic, maybe sort of once or twice a year, maybe three times a year. You could mock up some kind of uh, town newsletter, post it just through the doors of the neighbours who aren't on social media. That avoids any interaction because of the information if they need it. You could hire a town crier. <laughs> that feels slightly more complicated than my option, but not much more, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Put a little note through. I mean, I think the flag is the best system. Because then you could have a sister, a variety of flags to communicate different things. But can I just say, you do, then you, you do have to have an interaction because you have to explain what the system means. W- one interaction, then then that's it for life. So what you could put a note through the door saying, red flag, been late. Mm. White flag, we're on holiday, watch the house, maybe water the front garden, this kind of thing. So they don't. It's not like you never interact with them. You're laughing at, I've got some... No, something. I've got some hair that's just gone into my mouth. Is oh, that what you're laughing at? No, no, I was laughing at my bad example of why. Were you about to go? Oh, I'm sorry. Like it's a tragedy had befallen me. <laughs> no, I was. I was laughing at how my bad example of like you'd put up a white flag if you're going on holiday, because that'd be a good cue for the name for the burglars. <laughs> it was a ter- It was a terrible idea. And as as it was coming out of my mouth, I was thinking, "Shut up, shut up!" But it was too late. So here's what I'm thinking: mm. that there is the odd interaction here, mm. and. Th- I don't know, but maybe you're not. You don't look forward to these because you've got to think of something to say. Mm. I would have it in my back pocket to say, let, "Let me ask you something." I've noticed that on the rare occasions when um, there's something going on with the bin pickup day, they only seem to communicate that on social media. Mm. Are you guys on social media? Mm. You know, if not, would you like me to pop a note through or? I've, I've, I've got a design for a flag system here. He's, he's not giving up on the flag idea. So I would make that your next interaction. Okay. Have it in the back pocket so you don't have to think of anything to say. And then establish a note system. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I agree with all of that apart from the flag bit. Okay, let's go on to the next one. Hmm. From Charlotte. Oh, please. Can you advise me what to do, Annabelle and Jeff? Being a drifter, I fully embrace the glorious... SMS message. I love SMS. Mm. How wonderful to ignore text with ease. Edit and re-edit my responses without the pressure of face-to-face communication. Easily pretend I'm dealing with important circumstances when really I just can't be asked replying. Choose when I do respond. Reply in a succinct way that doesn't progress the conversation too much. Now, most 21st centurions, not just drifters, have embraced SMS, but surely the the payoff is biggest for the drifter. But alas, not my friend Penny. 
Penny acts like SMS doesn't exist. She's always calling and wanting 40-minute chats that are very one-sided and mostly involve her talking at me, not to me. I have so far mostly called her back when I have missed her call and I mostly always regret it. I don't want a phone call relationship, but how do I progress or regress to a strictly textual relationship? Now, she's not a drifter, so subtle hints are lost on her. Please, what would you do? I can't keep living in the 20th century like this. <laughs> Many thanks, Charlotte. Here's, here's the thing. You've got to teach Penny how to behave. And here's how you do it. Yep. You never, ever return a call. You only ever do it by text. And you say, hey, um, uh, uh, just dashing in somewhere. Um, just got to go into the dentist. Oh, um, um, just... Uh, I've got my hands full at the moment. Um, everything okay? Also, I think like with children, I think you have to model good behaviour. Mm. So whenever you've got anything to say to Penny, yeah. text it until yeah. she gets the message. Yeah. You're just not into doing phone calls. Never answer the phone ever again to her. Does this feel too subtle? No, it's not that subtle, is it? No. No. It was interesting. We, we were talking to Bella, the babysitter, before. Mm. She's a three-dimensional person. She has other aspects to her, but yeah, yeah we don't need to get into that on the podcast. No, no, no. Um, I'm just wary of creating another Karina the Cleaner situation. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and she's 24, I think. Mm-hmm. And she she was telling us about somebody who insists on calling her and the horror she has mm. at the idea of having to answer the phone and speak on the phone. It was inspiring. It really made me feel positive about the future generations. Yes, yes. And what was interesting was that we share her horror, but unlike her, like she's never had to experience it. So like at least we're kind of used to like what you do. But for her generation, like they just never had to do yeah. it. So it's, it's not only horrific, but it's new and scary. Yeah. So Penny needs needs the behaviour modelling. She needs to be yeah. taught how to behave. Yeah. 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 That is our advice for you. Mm-hmm. I think we were excellent on both of those. Apart from the flags. No, the, fl- the flags. Because I'm seeing it's like a poly system <laughs> and there'd be like, different flags communicating. I mean, not if you're away on holiday. I mean, that, obviously that's, that's an a, embarrassing yeah, idea. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a red flag. Can I ask what what other what you use the other flags for then? Like any better suggestions? Storm warning. So- <laughs> uh, okay, fine. That, um, that probably was better. Yeah. Uh, celebrities done a good tweet. <laughs> no, that's they're not on social media. Oh, true, yeah. true. Yeah. Um, Breaking news. Yeah, I think they've got a TV, probably uh, a radio. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, okay. Anyways. Oh dear. Um, high pollen count. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, oh, we were doing so well. You had to start poo-pooing my flags. So I'm so sorry. So sorry. I do. I, I'm warm. You to- don't nurture when- me. <laughs> you do not nurture me. <laughs> When he said pulley system, I envisioned it so clearly that I started to warm to Better, it. Better, isn't it? When you yeah, th- yeah, yeah. There's a handle. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see a handle. I saw it done very manually with the hands. Oh no, there's a. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. oh, now I'm loving it. Oh, okay. all sorts. Okay. Yeah, uh, if... you're nurtured now. <laughs> good. Um, what's saying? Oh yeah, quandaries. I think we did, did a good job here. Great. Job. I understand why the there's there's this drought of quandaries. Yeah. Let's see if it changes. Mm. Hello at adriftpodcast.com. our podcast thank you for listening we appreciate your ears we really do you really are wonderful you mean the world to us 
You're such a lovely audience. We'd like to take you home with us. We'd love to take you home. I feel like I'm really playing fast and loose with uh, song copyright on this podcast this week. You're not allowed to do that, are you? No. no you could come after me. No, yeah. Um, send us an email, please. Yes, stories. We really do. They are our lifeblood. But also, quandaries, publications. It is hello at adriftpodcast.com. Thanks to Man in the Echo for the backing music. <laughs> Excuse me. There goes the respiratory thing. Uh, to Emily, to need a little um, gummy inhaler, but it's downstairs. To Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Carla Gowlett took our photos. Kim Rainey made our artwork. Hello, Kim. I had a slight misunderstanding of something. Oh, is it all right? I thought she was mad at me. Oh. Turned out I was just um, spinning my wheels. Oh, okay. Imagining it. Why would Kim be mad at me? She's a very easygoing person. I'm intrigued, but not that intrigued. No. Yeah. Um, it's between me and Kim. Yeah. But uh, I just wanted to say, just in case anybody thinks, what's Kim Rainey been up to then? Mm. Nothing. This okay. was entirely okay. me going off on one of my spirals. Okay. Um, but thank you to Kim. Kim is great. And uh, what should we finish with this? Well, here's what I fin- want to finish with. Okay, I, I just want to let you know that I am about to leave the lavatory. I am a man, <laughs> but I am not any kind of wrongdoer, <laughs> pest. I'm not on any lists. I am here by accident, and I wish to withdraw myself from this situation as quickly as possible. Thank you. I am sliding open the lock on the toilet door. And here I come. The cubicle is opening. The cubicle is opening. Publication time. Is this the last one? I think it might be. Maybe there's one for next week. No, I think this is the last one we got, yeah. Maybe it's the last ever publication. Oh, it's possible. It's unlikely. Yeah. But I'm just trying to lend a sensification to it. This comes from Pauline Mabley, who says, Hello, Jeff and Annabelle. Hello. Hello. I would love a publication for my lovely friend, Christy, who has not half been through the ringer these last few years. I'm Welsh, she's American, and we live in Bratislava, Slovakia, where we are teachers at a British international school. Me being Welsh is a constant source of hilarity to her when it comes to the vocab I use, and when I first met her 12 years ago, when I moved to Bratislava, she claimed to keep a little dictionary of Paulinisms. Christy was a new mum of two, just returned to work full-time, and as someone who only became a parent five years ago, it now amazes me when I look back to think how well she was able to get to know me and support me in my new life, living and working abroad for the first time. I discovered your podcast through your radio shows, but I'm not really a drifter. And definitely identify the most in moments when Jeff asks his wife or mother-in-law for advice on dealing with problems, and they give the answers that I've been yelling at the phone or speaker. (laughs) Uh, I love hearing Jeff navigate family life with a spouse who is not British, as I am married to a Slovak. Did you say Slovak? Mm -hmm. And uh, this, uh, I wasn't doubting you there, Pauline. I was just doubting my own pronunciation. <laughs> and this does it's not like I'm going, well, Polly, I don't oh, think we say that. Why do you say slave? Embarrassing. Um, um, 
and this does cause cultural misunderstandings. Your show is a weekly source of lovely Britishness and whimsy, and it is good for learning how anxious some people really are socially, so that I can be a little more, more understanding of the drifters out there. I see it very much as a vessel for compassion and empathy. Mm-hmm. Um, Christy and I love podcasts, and I shared yours with her, and because she does identify as a drifter, she loves it. Oh, Christy. I love Christy. What a, what a Christy. Hmm. Basically, she's the only Christy in town, not just in Bratislava, but I mean oh. in town figures. And never mind Corpus Christy. Oof. It's all this Christy. Linford Christy, ah. don't care. Nah. It's this Christy for me. I will make a recruit. Tony Christy? Uh-uh. Mm, no, thanks. Just Christy. <laughs> I will make. <laughs> Christie Hospital. <laughs> to be fair, they do a lot of good work and research and, and save lives. So maybe mm. maybe they're on. But it's, it's it's an entity. Yeah. Not comparing like for like. No, here. no, it's not fair. Um. <laughs> um uh, Christy. Um. I will make a request on her behalf for the return of Mug Chat, though. <gasps> Loved what? and still what? missed. What? Could this be serendipity, Christy? Yeah. This is a sign, isn't it? It is. The reason for this podication is because Christy has had enough go wrong for her in the past few years to fell almost anyone who isn't as strong as her. But every day she just gets up and keeps on keeping on. And she's just so inspiring to me. We both struggled with COVID when we had a very long quarantine compared to the rest of Europe. And we both fell a long way from our families who we couldn't see. And she did this while parenting teenagers single-handedly throughout. She learned a year ago she had stage one breast cancer and underwent an entire process of checkups, preparations and the treatment itself in Slovak while wearing a mask at all times in the hospital, as this is the rule in medical facilities. She's been going through a very difficult divorce to someone who has not been in any way pleasant at any stage. And as I write this, she is in hospital having a hysterectomy, which is proving to be really uh, a, a really difficult procedure. In spite of all these health and emotional difficulties, as recently, excuse me, as recently as April, Christy ran the Paris Marathon uh, in a hugely respectable time, has continued to work and be a wonderful mum to her boys and is just a brilliant friend who is always there for me no matter what she's going through. I don't think I don't think Christy has any idea how wonderful she is. I want to say that 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 is if somebody's that wonderful they don't it's not part of the makeup to be mm. thinking about that they're just sort of getting getting on with being um which is you know part of what makes them wonderful. I think, I think if people knew how wonderful they were Maybe they wouldn't be as wonderful. Well, I think but you so. want them to be wonderful. You want them to mm. know. Oh, don't, it's difficult, isn't it? It's really difficult. Mm. I'm not saying, like, I don't want it to go to her head. She doesn't seem that type no, either. No, But it just seems... She'd brush it off. It, a, a humility. Mm. Um, and a just sort of rolling your sleeves up is is part of that character makeup, I think. Um, she speaks fluent Moldovan and Slovak. Both challenging, both challenging languages for a native speaker of English to learn. She is a keen runner and has run a number of long team runs to raise money and awareness for victims of sex trafficking. And her day job is a teacher uh, of SEN. 
Do you say Sen or S E N? I think usually Sen. Yeah, like Senko. Senko. Yeah. yeah. Um, Where she always shows compassion and care for her students. Christy is also the best cocktail maker I know, who makes the best margaritas and cosmopolitans. Um, When you're out with her, you always have the best time. I just want you to read out this publication to send positive wishes for a speedy recovery and to tell her how absolutely incredible she is and to let her know that I and her other friends cannot wait to be drinking Rita's with her and then to go out dancing. Christy, you rock and we all love you. I'm listening to this and quite a lot of me is thinking, how realistic would it be for me to move to Bratislava and try and befriend Christy because she sounds like the greatest person ever? She does. I mean, I just... Like, she'll hear it. She'll hear this and it'll mean something to her. But also, Christy's the person who's like, oh, but you don't need to make a fuss. It's just what anybody would do, isn't it? But it's not Christy. People aren't like you. And you um, you genuinely sound amazing and just with so such trying testing times mm, God um, awful, yeah. oh well pauline you're lucky to have found her you're lucky to have found each other that was um that was a a, a great sort of love letter to your friendship yeah. and i hope yeah it's always tried to say well i hope that the next year actually don't you say that in june do you, you usually say that towards the end of the year yeah and the next year is better than this one but yeah you know, I, I hope yeah, I hope you're on an upward incline from here, yep. Christy. It sounds like you've been through the mill. But thanks for writing in, Pauline. Thanks for the kind words. And thanks for letting us know about Christy, who sounds incredible. And if you would like a publication, email us hello at adriftpodcast.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. 